What do we mean when we say that Scripture is inspired? That's the question we're going to discuss today on The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian DeBozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. So Aaron, as we get ready to talk about inspiration of scripture, one of the 99 essential doctrines, why don't you do us a favor and go ahead and, and just read that doctrine as it appears in, in those that document. Sure. So what we mean by the inspiration of scripture is that the inspiration of scripture refers to God's direction of the human authors of the Bible so that they composed and recorded his message to humankind in their original writings. Occasionally, the this inspiration was achieved through dictation, where God spoke directly to the original authors. Most of the time, though, um, this inspiration was achieved through the supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit, through the personalities of the authors, so that the writings could, can be considered the very words of God. So that's a bit of a mouthful. As it is, as as all of these are, absolutely. they're easier to read and digest than hear. Yeah. So, so how would you kind of summarize that, Aaron? Ultimately, the doctrine of the inspiration of Scripture is that God directed human authors to uh, record his message in the original writings of the Bible. And, of course, we've also got a video about this on gospelproject.com that you can check out as well and get kind of the 99-second yeah. view of this essential doctrine. So it's, it's really speaking more uh, of the process uh, of how the Bible came to be. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think that's one way to look at it. And, again, uh, the tension that we feel is, you know, my kids ask me, that who, who wrote the Bible and really you have two answers you, you have the author so who wrote uh, the, the the book of Matthew for example well Matthew the human author but yeah. he did not do an isolation the way he did it was the, that God inspired him moved him yeah. to pen that book and so that's what we're talking about that process more of how the Bible came to be right now we see this in, in two main passages 2 Timothy 3:16 first Peter 1 19 through 21 not the only two but these are the two uh, really common ones when when whenever you study this when you read about it these are usually the two passages that that will be referenced because they are so yeah. on the nose they're so clear so yeah. let, let me read the second Peter 3:16 and, and we'll talk about it for a second and uh, we'll, we'll look at first Peter one. So this is what we read uh, in, in 2 Timothy again, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. So, so there it is, point blank, right there for you. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. And then verse 17, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. I just couldn't leave off in mid-sentence. But really 16, that beginning precisely is where we see this. The, the latter talks about the result of it. Because it's inspired, the Bible is profitable for these different things. Yep. But that first, that phrase there, that all scripture is inspired, the, the literal word there is, is breathed out by God. It's God breathed. Mm -hmm. And so it's sourced in God. It's a product of God that comes from him. Yeah. And so that's what we're thinking of when we think of the inspiration of scripture, that it is all of scripture is sourced in God. It comes from, he is the absolute source of yeah. it. And it's important to, to, to mention, too, that when 
Paul wrote those words, he wasn't just thinking about the Old Testament either. He was actually thinking about the writings of the apostles as well, that those carry those same marks of inspiration. And we see that even further as we get into Peter as well. Yeah, 2 Peter 19 through 21. So let me just read that. We also have the prophetic word strongly confirmed, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. And here's where verse 20, where really we start to see it. Mm -hmm. Above all, you know this, no prophecy of scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So while that first or second Timothy passage, it's really up at the front and everything follows. Second Peter here, it's kind of reversed. It's mm-hmm. all building to that final clause there, that final phrase that all of, of scripture the prophets did not write on their own. It wasn't their own will that pro- that produced scripture. It was the will of God, and they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So this is this is giving us a little bit more of a snapshot of of how it actually played out. Yeah, um, which is a really important question. It's a fascinating thought. Um, you know, as as you're thinking about Peter, even as he wrote this. What did it look like when he wrote? He sat down and, and the Holy Spirit was moving him, guiding him along in in the development of this very letter. It's interesting that that phrase there carried along uh, that the Greek word underneath that is Pharaoh that we see in some other places in Scripture, including Acts 27, 15, where it's used to reference a ship being carried along by the wind. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that word picture that you you know, you imagine a ship and the sail is up. Well, it's not going anywhere if the wind isn't going. So the wind yeah. drives it, right? And and leaves it and, and directs it. The same kind of word picture that God the Holy Spirit moved the writers, guided them, and directed them in recording of the scripture. That's what inspiration is all about. Yeah. All right. So as we think about this, what kind of cautions or or concerns are there when it comes to seeking to understand how this works? How does inspiration happen? We we know these major beats of God carrying the authors along. So rarely does it ever appear in Scripture that God says to says to a prophet, "Write this down." Yeah. Um, it does happen, but not that often. Yeah, um, and it does happen in the New Testament as well. We see, particularly in the one of the hardest books for us to understand, Revelation. Yep. John is told, write this down. This down. And so what do we do here? You know, I mean, we have to be careful. Some people mistakenly believe that inspiration means that, that God dictated word for word everything in Scripture. It's called divine dictation. Yes. That is, is largely rejected as an understanding, a proper understanding of all of Scripture. Again, as you're saying, there are parts, mm-hmm. thus saith the Lord, if you will, uh, where, yeah, what follows is clearly dictated from from God himself. Yeah. But what this does is is this means that God worked these writers in such a way that they were able to pen in their own style in their own language what he wanted there. So every yep. word is trustworthy, but not every word necessarily is dictated by God the way we might think. I remember, I don't know, did you ever do this for some reason when I was a kid in elementary school, the teacher would often dictate something to us. Did, did you ever have that? Or is this, was this old, old school before your remember. time? I just remember. The, we might have. It, it was like, you know, it ended up yeah. being a couple of paragraphs and the teacher would stand up and say, all right, take your pen, 
paper or me rock and chisel. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and here, and just dictate. It was such a mind numbingly boring exercise. I don't know what the purpose was today, but that's not what we have happening here in scripture. It's not that God's already take your pen. All right, Paul, here's word number one. Here's word number two. Um, and that's important because we see variances in in the writing style. Yeah. You know, for example, when I learned biblical Greek, we used John. We actually used Revelation. While the topics of Revelation are very challenging, the Greek is not. Right. John was more of an, a common guy. So his Greek was much more attainable than Luke's, who was a physician. Right. So if God dictated everything, this, these variances wouldn't make sense. Right. Well, and and that's an important point too because I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of debate about who wrote what book and I mean, you know, you think about the uh pastoral epistles um mm-hmm. of Paul in particular. That's where a lot of debate is centered right now um in in academic communities. Um and there are a lot of people who are like, well, this doesn't seem to be Paul but they also but there's also just the the fact that some of the authors you had actually did dictate their letters to other people who yeah. wrote it down so um paul would paul would use timothy or or um silas or or things like that or guys like this and um titus as well and it's like well chance if there's a difference in style is it possible? Is it possible that it's because it's that person writing on yeah. Paul's behalf while Paul is present? <laughs> and this this is important because no. this is something also we need to clarify. Inspiration refers to the writings themselves, not the author. Correct. So technically, it's not that Paul. Because if Paul were inspired, then his, then his grocery he list, said yeah, everything he wrote would sure. have been. So it's the writings themselves using Paul as the vessel. So, again, we're starting to get into a little theology nerd fest A little here, bit. But and you kind of have, have to be careful. To. Yeah, kind of. I mean, this is this is kind of the stuff that, you know, the, that all the guys at, at Theological Nerd Prom have a great time at. And, oh, yes. And so next April, come see us. We're going to have some fun. And yeah. uh, um, I think it'll be in Louisville. So... <laughs> But I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. These are these are these are big topics and heady topics. But they're also things that we need to be careful of that we we don't get so focused and wrapped yeah. up in these these big weird things that we don't see the practicalness and the usefulness, um, the God glorifyingness of doctrines yeah. like this. Yeah, we we are not intended to fall in love with the, the inspiration of Scripture itself. We're to fall in love with Scripture, and more importantly, the author of Scripture. Right. So, you know, it, while this matters a great deal, as we're going to talk about in a minute, yeah, this should not be where we are just energized. This should not be our passion, if you will. Right, right. Uh, the gospel that is contained in this book is is to be our passion. Right. Now, one of the things that we should also be thinking about in with this doctrine is uh, this big truth of Scripture is that that we need to recognize where inspiration applies. So is it to every translation, every copy of the Bible, 
or is it to the original manuscripts? Yeah, and that's an important question. We're going to explore a little bit more of the issue of the preservation of Scripture, which kind of speaks to um, the, the manuscripts and, and the transmission of Scripture from the original writings, which, of course, we no mm-hmm. longer have, yeah. uh, to what we have today. And that that speaks more of the translation issue and, and whatnot. When it comes to inspiration, technically, we are speaking of the original writings, that God inspired the original writings. Transmission is, do what we have here in front of us, are they accurate to those original writings? Right. And of course, the answer there is yes, yeah. with a few issues. We, we have some copyist issues. Um, a lot of times your Bible will either have bracketed verses or mm-hmm. the end of Mark, for example, a whole couple paragraphs yeah. that we don't know, are they original or not? Um, they don't o- occur in some of the older manuscripts, the quantity. There's just some yeah, issues that go some, into that. Yeah, there's a couple of chapters so, in, in John that's yeah. another example. So there are a handful yep. of issues where you look and say, mm, that's a problem passage. Now, yeah. again, because we broached this, let me just say, all of those passages that we're dealing with, none of them are important enough. They, none of them contain a key doctrine that that's the only place we get it. So these should not cause us any doubt in the reliability of Scripture, right. the authority of Scripture. However— Getting back to the point, when it comes to inspiration, it means the original writings. That's why inspiration does not speak to that issue of the ending of Mark, for example. Right, exactly. Does that, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's an arg- and I mean, there's a there's a degree to which we have to recognize that, you know, all of those questions, all of those debates, particularly around to what version does it apply to and these kinds of things, that there's a little bit of a philosophical debate that's under, yes. that's underpinning that. It's important and it matters, um, but ultimately what this doctrine is supposed to remind us and, and to point us to is, the, is just a simple fact, that the Bible is accurate and trustworthy in all that it teaches. Because it's sourced from God. Exactly. It's not sourced from man. It's sourced from God. Exactly. And God is a perfect God. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and so and and so that leads us to this reality, this this difficulty of what happens if we if we chuck it. Yeah. This is one where where we call these ninety nine essential doctrines, and they're all essential. That's why they're called that. Right. This one, though, it's a little bit more on the nose because, you know, I, th- I think we can see if you reject this one, the structure falls. Well, yeah. And I mean, I mean, this is why it's like when you look at um, you look at, at doctrinal statements for, for churches and denominations, what's typically like there's a piece of me that when I look at them all, I really would lo- I would really rather see see our doctrine of God first in yeah. that list. But. There's a really good reason that we don't, because where is our doctrine of God derived from? It's from Scripture, exactly. So, so we have to deal with the, the question of Scripture. So first. if Scripture is a if, if Scripture is a product of man, then inerrancy of Scripture, a doctrine we're going to talk about in the future, which incredibly important as well. Yep, that falls apart. Yeah, um, and if inerrancy, if the if the Bible then is not inerrant, if it has errors, if it has problems, then what can we trust? What can we not trust? Everything just starts coming undone. Right. So inspiration of, of, of Scripture is paramount for preserving what Scripture is. And that from there, as you're saying, this is how we know who God is. This is how mm-hmm. we know what sin is. This is how we know. All, I mean, all the other doctrines can be argued flow from this. Right. Exactly. Like, so this is the this is the key thing. If God has spoken, then God has spoken. Yeah. And if God has not spoken 
then we're kind of on our own. Yeah. And that's um, that's not really a great place to no. be. <laughs> Well, so, you know, we, we kind of started, we moved our way this way organically, which is yeah. good, but let's kind of just put it on the table and, and answer this final question that we, we like to talk about. What mm-hmm. what difference should this doctrine make? And, and I'm hearing right now, trusting in Scripture and trusting in God. Would, yeah. would you say that's a fair? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, if you, like, without this doctrine, we we are ultimately left to our own feelings. Mm-hmm. Too. And our feelings can our feelings are good. They're a good yeah. gift from God, but they don't always tell us the truth. And that's that's something that we have to recognize that we res- we want to respect our feelings and we want to respect the feelings of others, obviously. But um, we don't let we can't allow them to lead us and rule over us because when we do that, then we um, we just fall into chaos. Yeah, I mean, if we reject inspiration, then this book is no different than the Betty Crocker cookbook. And so we may as well frame our belief system around it. Um, really, that's what it comes down to. And so that this is inspired, that this is a that this is sourced in God gives us great trust in it and in him. Yeah. And that kind of takes me to, to the second takeaway I see, the difference that this sh- doctrine should make in us is, man, this should give us a deep appreciation for, for God in his heart to give us scripture in the first place. Yeah. He, he did not have to. No, and that's uh, that's a key yeah, thing. Yeah, there, he was under no, no mandate. Of course, he is God. He is completely sovereign. Uh, he did not have to give us scripture to reveal himself to us and explain his plan of redemption through Christ Jesus. So this is a gift that he inspired this is a gift to us, and so it should it should develop within us a deep love for Him and a love for Scripture. That this is why we should be students of the Scripture, not because we have to be, right? But because we get to be, right? Exactly. I mean, this is this is a, this is a great gift to us from God, and and how could we not want to make the most of that? I think the third and 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 final, at least for our discussion today, is that really from a from a very practical perspective. This doctrine is a springboard to all the other doctrines that yeah. that we believe and that we're going to discuss on this podcast in the coming weeks. Not just how we view scripture, but how we view God, how we understand the gospel, how we understand humanity, how we understand the church, um, our mission, every, um, and what is to come in this world. Everything ultimately stems from from our view of th- of what this book is because we because it's where we get all of our understanding of everything else our understanding of general revelation which we talked about a couple yeah. couple weeks ago that comes from this book that is inspired because <laughs> yeah, remember general revelation is to point us toward god it's to point us draw us toward his special revelation right so and it's even tied into this yeah. exactly and Special revelation is this. Exactly. <laughs> so so this is one of those things where it's like we don't get to we don't get to take this one out of the mix and and you know do do whatever we want. We yeah. we we have to honor it and we have to wrestle with it. And and ultimately I pray that we will joyfully embrace it. 
That's a good word. I hope we've done that. I hope we honored it in our conversation about it today. Aaron, I appreciate this time. It's a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to nerd out a little bit at times bit, as, yeah. as well. And and so uh, I hope you uh, listening, I hope you pardon our, our nerding out some. But hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of this podcast. And if you did enjoy it, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. Music.